Five, four, three, two, one. We're in the pipe. Five by five. This is the Five on Film podcast. Hello and welcome to Five on Film, the podcast where we try and break down the top five in the world of film. And it's our third show of 2022. And this week we're going Spider-Man. Uh, joining us this week is Chris. Real Joel. web slingers, baby. John. All right, mate. Ollie. <laughs> mine's, mine's mechanical. I've manufactured these. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. And this week we have a returning guest to the panel. Um, Amita is joining us. Welcome, Amita. I even got spider earrings just for this. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so this week, Spider-Man, here's how the show works, guys. We're going to start with three rounds. Nomination, elimination, and then ranking. We're going to nominate a film that we think deserves to be on this week's top five. Um, we're going to hopefully go to seven films. Um, that'll be our initial list. We're going to knock two out and eliminate those, leaving us with this week's top five. And then we are going to rank that top five. Um, I'm going to give a quick shout out, some housekeeping. Um, anybody listening or watching, uh, get in touch with us. We're on social media at Five on Film Podcast um, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Um, even give us an email at Five on Film Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can listen to us on pretty much any. Um, audio podcasting app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, find us there. Or if you'd like to watch us, we're now on YouTube as well. So uh, come on, watch us and listen to us on YouTube. So this week's Spider-Man, uh, we're taking a delve into the Spider-Verse and we're looking at the the ones that we've classified are Spider-Man and Spider-Man's characters films. So we're looking at Tobey Maguire's three movies, Andrew Garfield's two movies, Tom Holland's three films, uh, the two Venom movies and the animated Into the Spider-Verse as eligible for this week's list. Even though Spider-Man is a uh, major par- character in a few other Marvel movies, we decided to stick solely to his. And we kind of came up with this idea together. Um, Spider-Man is currently out in theatres. I'm going to go to our guest this week to say which film is the first one that deserves to be on this list. So Amita, what is our first film nomination? I'm going to go straight in and say um, it's Spider-Man No Way Home. The worst kept secret in Hollywood. There's spoilers, spoilers, spoilers everywhere on social media, but it's brilliant. I couldn't wait to see this movie. Um, It's just like Endgame. It had a great payoff. If you love all the other Spider-Man movies and seeing this, you'll just be so happy and you'll actually go back and want to watch the other movies and actually, I think, fall in love with them again. For me, this one, hands down, Tom Holland was my favourite Spider-Man. Still, it is gonna. I think it will always be my favourite Spider-Man for now. Uh, from there, I think totally recommend this one. Um, Spider-Man: No Way Home, our first nomination, the most recent Spider-Man movie. Chris, do you agree? Is this making it onto this week's list? Uh, yes, I agree with Amita. I saw this uh, last week at cinema, and fortunately, I hadn't seen any spoilers. I stopped watching the trailers at the, after the teaser. Because I know Hollywood's great at telling you the whole plot in a in a trailer before you can go and see it. I, I knew Doc Ock was one of the villains, and I knew that Green Goblin 
was in it. Uh, I, my personal favourite trilogy and favourite Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire with Sam Raimi's trilogy. Uh, to see him and Doc Ock and Green Goblin back and Sandman was fantastic. Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe were absolutely crucial to the plot. They, they were the main baddies. And at the end, they both they and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man get redemption and their, their arcs come to, to a nice conclusion. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think it's a great film. It's a yes for me. Nice one. Uh, John, are you going to put it on this week's list? Yeah, and uh, if you really want to know what we think of it, um, we've actually already done the spoiler special for it. Paul and I were very lucky to get to see it very quickly. So we decided to tell you all about it. If you want to find out what we thought about all the spoilers, then uh, just find our video on YouTube. Um, other than that, though, uh, yeah, this deserves to be on the list. There's no question about it. This is possibly one of the best high-budget films of last year. So, yeah, I de definitely. Uh, it was a thrill ride, and I enjoyed it all the way. That's it on the list. Ollie, uh, do you agree? Is Spider-Man No Way Home one of the top five Spider-Man movies? I was super hyped for this movie. I'd, um, I'd been watching all the trailers. Um, I desperately couldn't wait to see this film. I hadn't been as hyped for a movie since Endgame. So I, I took myself on my own to the closest IMAX I could find to me. I sat there on my own with my popcorn. I absolutely loved it. I, I felt like a kid again watching this movie. Um, like Chris, I'd, I'd really enjoyed the Tobey Maguire movies up to a point. Seeing seeing those villains back on the big screen was amazing. All the performances were absolutely amazing. And just that, obviously in the trailers, you could see that you knew you had Alfred Molina and you knew you had Willem Dafoe and you knew you had Jamie Foxx kind of coming back. But I wasn't sure whether like i'd heard rumors but i wasn't sure whether we were getting any more spider-man from the universe andrew garfield had was kind of had done a great job and was getting a bit kind of grumpy being asked that question are, are you going to be in far from home he's going no no no, no of course not. nonsense so I, i'm really sick of answering this question so when when ned opens up the circle and you see that kind of slightly taller slightly skinniest spider-man in the alleyway i was like <gasps> i knew it was him before he'd kind of did the reveal, yeah. but obviously it's not confirmed until until he takes his hood off. I absolutely loved that. Brilliant. The performances were fantastic. Like I I, I think that the three Spider Men, particularly each of them, it, it, it was it was almost like having having somebody else playing the same character made them all kind of up their game as Spider Man. Not not that any any of them were bad, but just the performances were so heartfelt. But I had never watched the Amazing Spider Man two. I'd, I'd seen the first one. And quite liked Andrew Garfield, but just didn't particularly like what they'd done with the movie. I almost felt like it was it was too soon. It was maybe like Sony were just like desperate to do another Spider-Man movie, so they they had to make it or, or lose the rights. I don't, I don't know what the rules rules were with it, but it felt too soon. So I never watched the Amazing Spider-Man two. So in preparation to go and see No Way Home, I, I watched the Amazing Spider-Man two. So I, I just wanted to learn about. Electro, basically, where, where did that villain come from? And there's a bit towards the end of that movie, which is really, really quite sad. And to see Andrew Garfield's character kind of get that redemption. But it, it was almost kind of twofold because Andrew Garfield never got a third movie. But then he did get to come back and play Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's character kind of lost somebody um, really close to him. But then he got 
the redemption to save somebody in the same way that he lost his when he lost Gwen Stacy. So that I was sat there as a 38 year old man in in the cinema on my own, like welling up. I had tears in my eyes. It was, it was emotional. It was brilliant. Absolutely loved that movie. 100 a meter. Yes, it should be on the list. I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I went to see this as soon as I possibly could. Uh, I went as John alluded to. We did our spoiler special. I went at 9:15 on opening day, the earliest screen I could get myself to. Uh, Spider Man has been one of my favourite characters probably my favourite character since I was a kid. And I've enjoyed pretty much all of his movies, different degrees, obviously, but he, he's always a character that I want to see on screen. And to see three of them uh, was absolutely brilliant. Um, they, they played off each other so well. Um, everybody around them was excellent in this movie. The, the supporting cast, Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange was was very good. He was used just the right amount, but then the three main returning villains, five in total, just worked so well for the story. And then having the, the three Spider-Men there w was perfect. I think Ned and MJ, along with Tom Holland, the three of them have made an excellent trilogy of Spider-Man movies. Um, and I think that Zendaya's come into her own as an actress, um, and I think she was great as well. So, yeah, for me, this is this is one of the best Spider-Man movies. So five votes unanimously. We have our first film for this week's list, Spider-Man No Way Home. Chris, can you give us the I second wanted to add one to on it. this list? Sorry. Before, oh, before okay. We... Amita, go on, go well, on. I just want to add to it, like, just a little bit, sorry. Um, I went to see it in the 4DX and I do recommend while it's in the cinema, go and see it in there. I'm, I don't work for 4DX, I don't, I'm just saying, it's because you just have, have the whole Spider-Man experience with swinging around with him and things things like that just um it's just i, I know that uh, ollie went to see in the imax and things like that i think it, this is definitely one of the films that you will miss out if you don't see it in the cinema i think but for me five on films sponsored by 48 <laughs> <laughs> <If> we were <laughs> I, I would wholeheartedly agree that definitely see this film in the cinema um and the biggest screen you can find Chris, have you got a second film for this week's list? Yes. Uh, so, uh, like you, Paul, uh, Spider-Man is one of my favourite superheroes growing up, um, along with Superman and Batman. Um, I'd say, yeah, the, the three of them were the most important uh, superheroes from my childhood. I grew up watching the animated series, um, uh, Spider-Man and Friends, and then the um, this repeats of the 70s films, with the um, the Von Trapp kid, I've forgotten his name, but they, uh, who played Peter Parker, um, and that was uh, they were on BBC Two, I believe, um, and uh, and then when I found out that uh, Spider-Man was going to be made in two thousand two, uh, directed by Sam Raimi, um, starring Tobey Maguire, and Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin, mind mind blown. Um, and I went to see it at the cinema and I absolutely loved it. Uh, it was uh, just after X-Men, uh, but I feel that this paved the way properly for what Marvel would then go on to do. Um, and it created a, an amazing trilogy with Tobey Maguire uh, and Kirsten Dunst. Um, and uh, I, I just, I love it. Willem Dafoe's a brilliant baddie. Um, and it's a fantastic origin story as well. It's a really well done origin story. And at that point, um, there hadn't been uh, a, a proper 
a well done origin story for Spider-Man in on film. Um, obviously, we'd seen Batman done. Uh, we've seen Batman's origin story far too many times now. Um, but I thought that uh, the Spider-Man 2002 Spider-Man um, really nailed the the origin story and uh, creates a really empathetic Peter. Um, he he definitely gets uh, he he changes as this trilogy goes on, uh, not for the better, unfortunately. But um, in the it, it's just he's very endearing um, and very sympathetic and. He's a, a brilliant hero, and it, it came at a time, uh, the year after 9/11, uh, and um, there's a very famous story about the um, two towers, twin towers, featuring in the promotional material. And there was a scene shot uh, where Spider-Man traps a, a, a helicopter um, between the two towers, um, and that had to be cut, obviously. But what they introduced um, was New Yorkers coming to Spider-Man's aid um, and standing up to the baddie um, and that that carried on for the whole trilogy and I whenever I watch that I, I get I get chills and I'm even kind of well you know getting a bit emotional thinking about it now um, and uh, I it just it captured a moment in in our history and and it started the revolution in superhero films so that's my pick Nice one. The original Spider-Man movie, 2002. John, are you agreeing with Chris? Is it a top five Spider-Man? I actually watched this last night. I watched this back to back with uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. So both the origin stories together. I like it, but it, you can you can see how, where it's aged. You can see that uh, superhero storytelling has kind of come on a bit. Some for the better. Some films do it better than others. Um, I like it. I like Tobey Maguire's kind of really quiet, really nerdy, really geeky um, Peter. Um, but he, it, it's, it, he keeps himself to himself and Spider-Man brings it out of him. The, the difference between him and Spider-Man, Peter Parker and Spider-Man, is actually quite... Uh, quite a long distance. The whole idea of him actually being uh, brought into the Osborne family, it, it all kind of feels very real-worldy. It feel, it, and to be fair, uh, as soon as the Danny Elfman soundtrack starts, I'm lost. It's Yeah, I, I, I find it great. I, I, this has come kind of around about number six, but to be fair, anything after four and everything starts to get a bit blurry in the middle. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm actually going to say yes to this one. Thank you, John. Um, Ollie, are you going to put this one on the list? Um, just like you guys, like Paul and Chris, Spider-Man was probably my favourite superhero growing up. I also had a Spider-Man action figure, although mine had his hands like this, and God knows, God knows where he is now. He probably lost a couple of fingers. I absolutely loved uh, Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Like John said, that... Tell me why I was like slightly nerdy. Like I remember when they made the casting announcement, and some people were saying, "Oh, he's he's not cool enough. He's a bit of a nerd." And I said, well, no, Spider-Man is a nerd, isn't he? And and you saw him in this movie as like a nerdy scientist. He's um, he's got his job at the delivering pizzas. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. And like like Chris said, th this was the first best superhero movie. We'd had Batman in nineteen eighty nine. But to be honest, it, it didn't ever kind of reach 
like the visual heights that this did. It had obviously like the the dark kind of Batman kind of undertones, but this had like the special effects as well. It's, it's the first time you saw a superhero really being a superhero. The X Men film, I enjoyed it, but I don't know. It it, it wasn't quite superhero. They they made some kind of tweaks and changes and the looks of the characters not not quite right for me but that first spider-man film chris is right it's like the first time we saw a proper superhero movie what it really could be now obviously bear in mind that this predates um the first iron man film by like six years so yeah fantastic job uh really loved the film definitely deserves to be on the list um, i'm sure i'm sure i'm gonna I'm sure we're going to argue over this uh, when we do another podcast on comic book movies, but I think Blade Two actually was where they test they were testing the synth- synthetic actors, um, which yeah, they gave were, us yeah. the wonder the wonderful Spider Spider Man. But I, that was Blade John, Two, wh- and when you say when you say synthetic actors, what do you mean? Well, the 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 fact that um, the fact that Spider Man can swing through the city and um, do mo- a lot of his amazing uh, twisting about in the end of Blade Two, they have a fight Blade and um, I want to say Matt Goss and uh, character, and um, they were using um, basically fully CG human I representations. See. Got you. Uh, yeah, as yeah, opposed to synth- yeah, so basically. Um, I have a feeling that this is one of the reasons why the Green Goblin is head to toe armor uh, and helmet, and you you can kind of you can see the cracks in the CG now. But the, the fact the fact is that for its time, it was amazing, and you wouldn't know the difference. So and this one wasn't the amazing one, John. Sorry. <laughs> it, it was an, it was an amazing film. So yeah. Yes. Um, well, three votes is on the list, um, and I would have said yes as well. Um, it is. It. I remember going and seeing it. I remember being enamoured with it. Um, it was my favourite character brought to life, um, I, and I, I was, I think, eighteen at the time, seventeen, eighteen years old, and I was just floored with um, what you could do and bring this superhero character that I've been watching in animation for. I don't know, the past 10 plus years as a kid, um, loving Spider-Man and Sam Raimi really did bring him to life. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, iconic. He overacts his way to a brilliant performance. It's it, it, he, he is excellent as the Green Goblin. And I liked Tommy Maguire's nerdy Spider-Man. Like uh, Ollie said, he, he was he was what Spider-Man was supposed to be. He, he, he wasn't very cool. He was a science nerd. Um, and that came across in in one of the best origin story origin superhero origin stories put to film. Um, so yeah, it's a yes from me. Amita, do you like the first Spider Man? I am also another Spider Man fan to the point that I've got nephews and nieces who I just will buy them Spider Man gear and stuff like that. So just to brainwash him to like Peppa Pig, get out of here! I want you're you're doing Spider Man now. <laughs> so this one I was well excited for, and um, I think. For a 20-year-old film, it's held up. I think it's um, and there was at the time there was like so many people who wanted to play this Spider-Man role. They auditioned for it. I forgot actually. Uh, Tobey Maguire, I agree, does do a great job of it in in the Spider-Man film. And you, I another person who I 
really liked and I thought would be good for the role would be Jake Gyllenhaal, but he's doing different things. You guys covered a lot on this film, which I agree with um, in terms of that. So I'm just going to give you a did you know? And one of the things that with William Defoe's performance, they said if you notice his teeth, when he plays the character before the Green Goblin, his teeth are perfect and they're fake teeth. And then when he starts unraveling and becomes um, the Green Goblin, if you look at his teeth, there is natural teeth, which are crooked, which I thought was a nice little touch. And when you go back to it, you can have a little look. Nice one. So that is five again, um, unanimously. The first original Spider-Man movie is on this list. John, are you going to give us the third one? I'm hoping that I'm going to surprise you slightly. I'm going to go for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I think that this is a really different, really new, really well-imagined spectacle, one of a kind. It manages to be a kid's film with bite. It manages to be original. It's not Peter Parker, someone thought outside of the box. Now, obviously, I I can't actually remember how old uh, the character of Miles Morales is. I don't know if he came out in the 90s, but Miles Morales, um, basically, this was, we have, Spider-Man has always been one for parallel dimensions and split and split times and everything like that. And what they did was they took every single thing they could find to pick the best and shoved them all in one film. And you want origin stories? This will give you five. And they're all the same but different and they're all great characterizations i think that they're all very well developed characters it gives you pathos i mean the the first thing it does is kill off peter a parker and miles takes it upon himself to actually take out take on the role of spider-man in his universe it just so happens that everyone starts getting sucked into his and this is the first, yes, this is the first idea of a multiverse uh, within Spider- Spider-Man and Marvel films, I believe. Uh, I believe this is the first one that came out. And every everyone was really, really, really worried about this. A lot of what I heard, everyone was kind of hoping it would work, but everyone was rather worried about whether this was going to work or not. I think it does in so many different ways. The fact that um, it is a different universe. The fact that there are, there are fake films in Times Square, um, which you can actually believe have been made, and the fact that it's the PDNY, and um, they you have creative license to change any of the characters you want in Miles Morales's world. So Doc Ock is Olivia, and uh, Aunt May is in on it from the beginning. This this is a really well made, well thought through, incredibly looking film, and um, I, it has it has huge amounts of pathos um, with uh, char- uh, characters losing people, uh, and which has always been which has always been part of Spider Man. Um, but we see Spider Gwen, which everyone was hoping for at one point. We see uh, Spider Noir, which is. An amazing concept, and so is the Looney Tunes Spider Ham, uh, which I don't know if that if that came from the Simpsons or if the Simpsons took it from them, and that's how it became big. I love it. I think it's great, and I weirdly this is again this is one of the uh, I would say that this is one of the better films on the list, and I think it should should definitely go on our list. Nice one, Ollie. 
into the Spider-Verse? Is Miles going to make the list? It's a very brave movie, isn't it? But to introduce that concept of a multiverse and to introduce all those different Spider-Men um, and women and pigs, it's, it's wild, isn't it? And for it to work as well as it does is incredible. And it has, though, it pays kind of homage to like the Sam Raimi movies as well, it, like the Upside Down Kiss that we just saw in the trailer. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Is there something that they, they did like a trick where... Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen it for a couple of years. But when they so before he gets his power, it's one frame rate, and then after he's got his powers, it's like 60 frames per second, something like that. But you, you see like a noticeable visual change when he when he gets his powers. Uh, I know they work. With Watch the, it back and see see if, see if you can kind of spot yeah. that. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I I really enjoyed this. Go on, Chris, go on. I was just going to say that um, I didn't know uh, that that was true or not, but I, I could tell there was a, a you know, a fra- they were playing with the frame rates for sure. But the the fact that they, you know, would have done it in one style before he got changed and then another once he became, you know, Spider-Man, uh, that makes perfect sense. Um, I, I, I just wonder whether we'd have had No Way Home if this film hadn't have been successful. Whether whether they'd have dared introduce multiverses um, well, to the um, MCU I know, had this not have worked. I do know, I do know that the that John Watts presented two scripts to Sony and Marvel, um, and there was one script that was uh, No Way Home and had uh, multiverse, and one script was where the villain was Craven the Hunter. Um, so. It, they were going to use Craven's Last Hunt as the third. They were the two options, and uh, Marvel went with uh, Marvel and Sony went with the No Way Home, uh, which I think obviously has come out to a big success. But I would imagine that the uh, <laughs> the success of this movie, um, thank goodness, this movie that had help help yeah, influence uh, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it helped influence it, and then this movie. This movie's an Oscar-winning movie. This movie won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, um, and it is brilliant. Um, so I'm going to echo everything that John and Ollie have said. I think it definitely deserves to go on this list. Um, I think uh, you introduced Miles to uh, to people that have potentially never even heard of him as Spider-Man. Um, I, I think he did come about in the early 2000s in comic rendition. Um, I could be wrong about that, but then you introduced so many more. You, you still had Peter Parker being a key role in this story. You had him twice, in fact. Um, so, uh, But it's very, very much Miles' story. But they also used different villains that had never been used in, in Spider-Man movies. Um, Kingpin has been a presence in, in Spider-Man comics and animation, but he'd never been a villain to Spider-Man before on, on, in cinema. Um, the Prowler used really well here, um, and a different version of Doc, Doc Ock, uh, like John mentioned. Uh, I think I think it's a great film. Um, I remember taking my daughter to go, go along and see it, and um, as she walked out, she asked me for a Spider Gwen outfit. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely on there for me. Um, so that's three votes. So into the spider-verse has made it onto the list amita would have you said yes to this one when i saw this now anyone who hasn't seen this i envy your eyes because this 
the animation got the nomination it deserved because it was beautiful. It was like someone had put a comic book onto the screen and you could see the dots as well. And, and, and it's just it was just a different kind of animation. It was beautiful. It was almost like candy for your eyes. I, I, I don't know how else to say it. And it was and I, th I think having a black Spider-Man as well was a, a, was a good thing as well is it was, it was, it was introducing new characters new bad guys people who didn't read the comic books can see this and see that i mean i i i love the spider-man um thing but i don't read as many of the comic book side of it so to have these new bad guys and new um spider-man versions introduced and understanding a bit of it without having to do too much in that brief research was a really good thing as well and i i am definitely saying yes this is on one of my lists as well um to put on and, and agree with you i mean in this one you you've also got these likable bad guys as well in in there because it, they, they will become a surprise to you as well so i i'm a yes to this one excellent well there's four yeses chris is it going to be a full house again uh i i adore this film uh sony got it spot on uh where they have faltered in the past um they it's an assault on the senses uh, as Amita says, it's like a comic book come to life. Um, they, they took a lot of risks with it and it totally paid off. Uh, and it paved the way for all of these um, studios to be brave enough to dip in, dip their toes into the concept of multiverses, bringing back characters from previous TV series or films. Uh, and yeah, if, if this hadn't come out and been a success, like Ollie said, I don't think we're going to get to see, we wouldn't be getting to see Michael Keaton put on the Batsuit again uh, in the Flash film, or we wouldn't have had No Way Home. So yes, yes for me. Excellent. We have three. So far we have No Way Home, we have Spider-Man, and we have Into the Spider-Verse. Ollie, can you get number four? Uh, yes, I definitely can. So I'm going to take you back to 2004. Um, our director again is Sam Raimi. We have Tobey Maguire um, back as Spider-Man for his second turn as Spider-Man. And we have Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus. Um, when this movie came out, it was hands down Sorry, the do best superhero Doc movie. Doc who, Ollie? Doc Ock. Dr. Octo Octavius. Octavius. <laughs> what did I say? You said octopus, it was fun. Well, Art May did call her Doctopus anyway, so I think you it's okay. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> anyway, we've got Doc Ock. So um when this movie came out, it was hands down the best superhero movie that had ever been made. Alpha Molina um was incredible. The action sequences in this, when he's kind of climbing up the building. The, the fact that each of his mechanical arms had its own personality as well. One of them was like the sweet one that would kind of put his glasses on. The other one was like the aggressive one. Absolutely fantastic. Still one of my favourite superhuman movies of all time. Spider-Man 2 should definitely be in our top five. I'm going to jump in and say that I couldn't agree more. Um, I think it is the best of Tobey Maguire's. I think it improved on the first one, which was a great movie. Um, I think it, it changed the dynamic of Peter. Um, you saw him growing into the character. Um, and I think Alfred Molina is outstanding and one of the best comic book villains there has ever been. At, at, at times you realize he wasn't even a villain. He, 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 he 
had he was being controlled by by these arms um he 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 isn't him himself isn't a villain so it, it made him a, a sympathetic villain at times as well just that scene on the train just brilliant just peter doing everything he can to save the people of new york and then them realizing that he's just a kid when he hasn't got his mask on i think is is an absolutely brilliant spider-man scene um spider-man 2 is one of the best um and i vividly remember having an argument it was uh batman begins came out um not long after this and uh arguing with my university housemates um which was better batman begins or spider-man 2 as the best comic book movie ever made um, there would be a lot more uh, there would be a lot more um movies that could throw into that um fight now but i can remember a, a vivid argument between me fighting for spider-man 2 and uh, my housemate fighting for batman begins as the uh, which is the better um hollywood comic book movie at the time um so but for me yes i'm definitely agreeing uh amita is spider-man 2 up there for you i watched spider-man 2 today i i loved it i don't think out of our list it's so hard there's not a bad spider-man movie and uh, that scene which we've got on our clips with the lift scene was pure cuteness where he's talking about his suit and how it's uncomfortable <laughs> it's um so but it's not on my top five i think there's other spider-man movies which are better would it make it into your top seven we're trying to get to seven a meter yes then i'll say yes it will it's in the top seven okay. nice because one. like like i said is it like all these i think your memory sort of betrays you a little bit when you haven't watched them for a while because as the spider-man movies have been coming out especially the the the, the special effects got better and the story writing's got better the casting's got better and and you you forget and when you go back to them you kind of forget they've done really well for their time and uh, this one really pushed the boat out with it and i think it, it also came out when transformers came out no if i'm not mistaken probably not far did it so yeah so like the whole yeah. robotic arms and sort of that kind of style was like um they done it really well because they didn't overdo it so it wasn't boring either so like the fight scenes didn't go too far that you're just like all right i'm i'm, I'm bored of this fight now it kind of and the and the uh, the train scene toby Maguire's face is hilarious <laughs> you just start laughing at it <laughs> so um uh but yeah it's a uh, then yes it, it goes into my into that list chris is it making it on this initial list uh, yes, I, I agree with everything that Ollie said. Uh, apologies for interjecting, Ollie. Um, yeah, sure. uh, it's the it's it's the best superhero film it made, in my opinion. The best standalone superhero. When I say standalone, I mean the, as in single superhero, not standalone film. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's just awesome. Uh, Doc Ock is amazing. Uh, the the scene on the sub on the train, the CG has stood up very well. I watched it the day before I went to see um, No Way Home, and uh, I loved it just as much as I did when I saw it in the cinema. Uh, Alfred Molina is amazing. Tobey Maguire is brilliant. It's absolute peak Spider-Man for me. Uh, John, Full House? Uh, full House. Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, any issues they had with the first one, they'd, uh, tidy they tidied up the second one. They got the money and they had the time to make sure that it worked. It looks amazing. Uh, Doc Ock is a tragic character. 
I mean, seriously. I mean, he's he's not even he's not even a bad he's not even a bad guy. He's he's a robber. In fact, he's a scientist looking for funding. He's, he's it's an industrial accident gone wrong. Poor guy. And everybody tries to help him. And it's actually it's actually only self sacrifice that finishes it all off in the end. So yeah, um, definitely. Oh, and of course, uh, MJ and uh, Peter finally get it together. So uh, yeah. I think this is a good one. The, uh, health yeah. and safety just didn't were not there when he was testing out his power of the sun. Uh, I, I thought it was quite <laughs> stupid that he invited all these people to stand a couple of meters away from this experiment. Yeah, that he was trying. Dangerous. But, but it's yeah, dangerous. Yeah, it's absolutely. like when you're a kid and you let off fireworks and you don't follow the instructions. You just go stand <laughs> two meters away or five meters away, and they're like, "That's about right," but you still feel the heat. <laughs> what uh, just one final thing that I've, I forgot to say is that I think the Sam Raimi trilogy did something really different uh, and and special with all of the the villains that they actually they were all empath empathetic and you actually you felt for them and they weren't just evil they actually they had motivation and uh, in Doc Ock's case it was really it was the arms that was controlling him and it wasn't he was not bad he was not evil yeah and, and each of them in each of the sam raimi movies they're all given their kind of time to shine they weren't overshadowed kind of by anything else or there wasn't too many villains kind of thrown into it to kind of confuse the story um you're right chris it, yeah. they work really well well it's there again spider-man 2 is the fourth one every nomination is on the list so far uh and you're round to me um and I'm going to take it to the current Spider-Man and his first rendition of Spider-Man. I'm going to go for Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, Tom Holland's first solo outing as Spider-Man. Um, he already is Spider-Man. We've been introduced to him in Captain America Civil War. And he's trying... He's got... The Tony Stark has made him. And he's trying to be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, whilst also wondering if he's an Avenger. I think it, I think it is a brilliant reintroduction to this character. We don't, we don't need to see the origin story again. We've seen it twice on screen. Um, and he just is Spider-Man. Um, and then he has to deal with this problem that is affecting his neighborhood. Um, he takes it upon himself to investigate and look at the crimes that are being committed by the vulture and i think michael keaton as the vulture is a brilliant villain for the whole mcu he is a villain that is not super powered at all he's just a man in a suit all right a very powerful suit with some big wings um but he's just a man in a suit um and i think that tom holland showed that he was one of the best spider-man for me um i think he probably is my favorite rendition of this character that probably comes down to the scene at the very end of this movie where he is on his own he's crushed and he needs to convince himself that he's worthy of the title spider-man and needs to fight out the rubble and you see him lifting himself showing that he is spider-man i think homecoming is one of the best spider-man movies and definitely deserves to be on this list amita spider-man homecoming i'm gonna say yes to this one because 
when Tom Holland came in, I fell in love with him as Spider-Man. He he was brilliant. And I'm kind of dead inside. I don't cry to films often, but that bit where you were just talking about where he crushed, he, he got crushed by that building and there's that moment, I really welled up and I like, you're with him and you're like, come on, you can do this, you can do this. And as you're saying, it, 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 does, it doesn't do the whole thing, go, let's go back to the origin story. It kind of, I like this relationship he has with Tony Stark there, which is quite cute. Where it, that bit, again, we just saw in a scene where he thinks he's going to hug him and he goes, no, 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 I'm not going to hug you. I'm just opening the door. Um, there's like little funny, cute bits to it, and if you if you look at back to the old um, other Spider-Man movies, I like I like the way he sort of like is trying to discover who he is as Spider-Man, and like you know where uh, Tobey Maguire is trying to get used to his powers and stuff like that, and the, the slightly clumsiness and all that. We still got that echoing with him where he's got it with his suit, where he just, he, he takes off the training wheels. And he's got all these like web shooters which he can't handle and stuff like that going on. And I, the extra gadgets are just very now with the time. Like the opening scene is brilliant as well with the, like how he's webcasting to, in fact, nobody because he's not allowed to tell anyone he's Spider-Man as well. <laughs> so it is, it's, it's a proper cute movie and um, I was really excited for it as well. So, um, and it's definitely on, on the list as well. Also, um, Donald Glover made a campaign to this over Twitter to want to go on it, so that's why he kind of got a cameo appearance in the, in the fi- into the film as well. So yeah, so well, it's it, another one it, where people wanted to be in it. <laughs> just, I mean, he's and, left um, himself open. He he could make a, an appearance down the road because uh, his character yeah. turns into one of Spider-Man's villains. Um, so, but through the yeah, power we'll of see. Twitter, he through the power of Twitter, yeah. he he made it and he got in. And um, again, Zendaya was a um, fantastic character as an MJ alternative. Um, and I want to add as well, like Marissa Tomei, they, her the portrayal of um, Aunt May was supposed to be like this 60-year-old lady. And um, they just kind of cast her a bit better. I, I think as aunt, she's the kind of aunt you want to be at that, that age. It's, it's more rather than this old grey lady that's there, which wasn't a bad role either. But I just thought her role was just a bit more sassier. She had a nice relationship with Spider-Man as being the aunt as well. So I think that was beautifully cast in, in the film as well. Um, so I got two votes. Chris, are you going to put Homecoming on our initial list? Yes. Yeah, it, it's in my top five. Um, I think this is a really good reintroduction to Spider-Man off the back of Civil War. Uh, it's, it's a really solid film. Uh, the dynamic between the three main uh, the kids are really good. Um, and Michael Keaton as Vulture is brilliant. He is menacing. And one particular scene I really love uh, is uh, when he takes uh, Peter Parker and his daughter to their prom, and and then he has this chat. He takes a gun out of the glove box, and he has this chat with Peter in, in his car, and it's terrifying. He's absolutely menacing. And it's, uh, yeah, oh, you feel for Peter at that moment. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great, really good, really good film. Excellent, it's on the list. So we have five movies already. John, uh, would have you uh, agreed? Homecoming. Yeah, and um, I I think they did something very clever here. In the other two versions, they they kind of rush Peter as a character. When the film starts, when the first film, he's he's in high school, and then very quickly. Over the next two films, he, he speeds through. This trilogy actually all happens in the last few years of high school, even with the snap. And it kind of gives you 
it gives you the time for Peter to be. It's it's a different kind of Peter. It's a lot more of the teenage the the teen the teenage version of Peter as opposed to the uh, maturing, growing. It's it's a case of it, he is he's a school kid. He's a gifted school kid. He's got a guy who's giving him billion dollar suits suits for fly for flying around and saving the world in. But he actually turns out just to be a kid in a suit. Uh, helping people out and I think the clever thing they did is because because they don't do his origin story again they have more time to de develop into the story in fact they put that that time into the bad guy they relate the bad guy into the into the universe and because he's he's a normal guy done wrong by by the state who's uh, now knocking uh, knocking off uh, alien technology and it's great it's great Michael Keaton is one of the best things that will ever be in the, in the Marvel Universe. He plays it so well. You can tell that he's a normal dad. You can even tell he's a normal businessman just doing something incredibly shady. He's not He's not a crime boss. He's just selling, it might as well be knockoff jeans or um, misbranded perfumes. He, he's, a normal, he's a normal guy who's trying to make his way in the world. This is These are very, very small films with very big elements but very small films. The idea that you could, and because also because uh, Peter is younger, you can make May younger. You can do more with her. May can uh, fall in love with Happy, and you can have a kind of on-off relationship there. I, I've, I've, I've kind of came up with the idea of in, uh, into starkness um, for for uh, these three films. But the but the fact is that these are Spider-Man films, and these are a teenage boy, and these are films about t kids who one of them's a superhero who happens to um, have spy who happens to have spider skills i think i yeah um i think they did a very good job with this one i like i like it and i think it should be on the list excellent uh ollie are you agreeing is it five unanimous again i i love the fact that sony and marvel were able to come to an agreement so that we could have spider-man in the mcu I, I love the fact that this film fits and how it fits into the mcu that uh the vulture he, he he's kind of collecting all that alien technology from what's been left and dispersed around new york after, after the events of avengers tom holland plays an excellent young spider-man there's absolutely no re need to see another Spider-Man origin story. I, I, th I think it's quite a brave thing to do as well as a filmmaker, just to go, do you know what? We're going to introduce him from here. And that's great. I, I think that really, really works well. So absolutely love the movie, love the um, relationship between Peter and Ned, uh, love the kind of the mentor relationship that Tony Stark has with Peter. Fantastic movie, definitely on the list. It's five all round again. Every film we've agreed on, so far uh we have no way home we have spider-man we have into the spider-verse we have spider-man 2 and we have spider-man homecoming our meter we're back round to you can you give us back the sixth me. film yeah can right. you give us the sixth one? so again another tom holland bring him on so it's going to be the second one far from home which is i i, I loved as well um i'm going to say i loved all of them this is the boring class I'm saying. I love every Spider-Man. Again, like Far From Homecoming, I saw it and I got like blown away thinking, oh, this is brilliant, brilliant. When Far From Home came out, well, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. Where it's, you know, it just, I like where it just drops you in and throws you and just goes, gets, starts with the movie and gets going with it and things like that. And you, you already, I already like the whole Marvel Universe with all the other characters. So you already 
involved in it. I, I don't know if it might be as fun for someone who hasn't seen the other bits. So you, you I, I don't know, you miss bits out. But I thought the suits even look slick. They look better and better as they go along. Jake Gyllenhaal, again, in this, I, I was so happy he was in this as well. He made such a good character as well. And um, a, a, another likeable bad guy. I just thought he was, you know, like a, there's a scene where the, he actually, the, he's with his team and they're like celebrating like what who did the best thing and who did you know like element of the you know like a little office team meeting which was quite a humorous moment as well i, I don't know what else the, the bit where you know where they're having having the fights in it was a bit like the doctor strange fight where it was like a bit like the mirror universe fight and it's like visually stunning as well where they had the different spider-mans piling on top of each other it had like an echo of the matrix in that sense as well like with into the spider-verse it had these like visually stunning like things that they've done with the pictures rather than to present it which I that's why I think it was, it was quite good and enjoyable as well and then you know like the spider monkey as well which is you know just like changing up the character a bit I, I don't know yeah. what else to say about it it's another another good one so it is another it is another good one Chris did you like Far From Home? I did uh it's for me it's the weakest of the Tom Holland's trilogy um, I think at this point uh, he's struggling to get out of Tony Stark's slash Iron Man's shadow. I I mean it, it it's still on my list. It's number six on my list, so it's that's saying something that you know I think this is a, still a fantastic film. Um, I love Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor, and I thought what they did with a Mysterio character was very clever. A kind of a very modern setting for for Mysterio and that he's it's all to do with uh, projections and um, holograms and uh, that you know that kind of illusion rather than a magical which is what the original Mysterio was written as um, so yes it's uh, it's low down on my list but I'll, I'll say yes nice one uh, John far from home yeah I think to I think the Tom Holland arc has been very well uh, very well done um i like the fact that each film has kind of been something different as a basis uh, one's a high school movie one's a travel movie and the other ones um and and the third one is just amazing yeah i, I like the fact that um it is like the teenagers went abroad and um i like the fact that um, Sam Sam Jackson turns up and tries to drag him back in. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, he do, he does a great slimy turn. Yeah, I mean, like we say, I don't think it's the. I, um, I think it actually does become the third of the three Tom Holland films. There's still re it's a really high bar. So yes. yeah, I think uh, it. I think it should be. Well, that is uh, that is our sixth film on the list. Ollie, did did you like Far From Home as well? Um, I did. I agree with um, Chris and John that it that is of of the Tom Holland trilogy. It, it's my third favorite of those three. I, I I did really enjoy the movie, but I I don't know that I like how they played Mysterio. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal was brilliant, don't get me wrong, um, but kind of like modernising him using technology as opposed to magic. I don't know. May, may, maybe if that was written as the comics were, maybe it wouldn't have worked as well. I'd have been interested to see that. Um, I did really enjoy the movie. It's still a brilliant movie. It's 
just outside my top five, but I'd, I'd still have to say yes. And I'd say yes as well. Um, I, I think it, it uh, Tom Holland's trilogy of movies is excellent. Um, and this is this is still a very, very good movie, even though it is the weakest of his three. Um, it, I, I think that Jake Dillenhall did well. In, uh, they did both saying they made out in the promotion material and you didn't know the turn of the character. You, he, everybody was saying, is he a good guy? Have they changed Quinton Beck to make him a good guy? Uh, is is he from another... It, so nobody knew that and it wasn't given away in any of their trailers and all that sort of stuff. So I liked that they kept that Mysterio's origin was exactly as it was. He was a villain and he is like mysterious art of illusion um they modernized it and i i i think considering they modernized everything else they didn't have much else they could do um with the character i think but magic exists in this world so you you could have gone down that route but um yeah i i think it is definitely worthy of being on our initial list of top seven um so far from home unanimously sorry just to add to it like i didn't know yeah. what, who the mysterio character was because i didn't read the comic books so it was a it was actually a real surprise and especially when they're talking about who's the next iron man because obviously it was going off the back of endgame and the, it was is it going to be tom holland is it going to be this guy so you don't you don't actually particularly know whether he's going to be a good guy or a bad guy and so obviously if you add little clues you can work it out but initially if you just watch it just with a clean slate he you, you wouldn't know because he he actually i like the fact that he come from come from working with tony stark as well and you're just like yeah. all these people who are just bitter from having working in a rubbish environment with it under under tony stark and then wanted to make their own thing i still yeah. would have liked to have seen uh sam raimi's mysterio played by bruce campbell in what would have been spider-man so 4 would that would have been Awesome. Just, just going back to the Sam Raimi movie that we didn't get, and, and, and just, <laughs> just just talking about the the, the Sam the Sam Raimi Spider-Man Four that never happened. Oh, okay. Because um, yeah. obviously there, there was the long game with um, the Doctor without the arm, who who would Connors. Doctor Connors. Kurt Connors. Yeah. 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 Was was he supposed to be in Spider-Man Sam Raimi Spider-Man Four Lizards. as well? Yeah, presumably. yeah. He was going to be Lizard yeah. in Four. Yeah. What he's he's the character in the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, obviously, yeah. So, but but I, they yeah. just they just kind of played the long game with that character, and then we didn't get to see it, so I was a bit disappointed. But yeah. I, I know we got to see yeah, it yeah. in Spider-Man. But yeah. uh, they had cast uh, John Malkovich as the Vulture for Spider-Man Four as well. Yeah, uh, yes. that was a, that was a constant. Yeah. That would have been good. So, yeah. So um, that was that was part of Sam Raimi's uh, arc as well. But then that movie obviously didn't happen. So. We have six Apparently films. Apparently Leonardo DiCaprio was going to do one wow. with uh, James Leo, Cameron. Leo, Leo, and, um... Leo has never done a, uh, a, a, a yeah, superhero I, I, I couldn't see that happening though. But apparently that was going to happen. But I, I don't. I can't. It, as good of an actor is, I can't imagine him being that, a Spider-Man. I've read that James Cameron wanted to do a Spider-Man movie. I've read that. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that was then, stuck in development hell for a very long time. Um, back back in the nineties. That's six films on our list, six nominations and six straight on the list. Chris, can you make it? I think this would be the first time ever for the programme to get the first seven nominations on the list. So, Chris, what is your number, uh, your second pick 
number seven for this list? I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> there are no, there are six good Spider-Man films and that's it. Uh, John, do you... Can I vote on what Chris uh, has just said? <laughs> you don't think there's... A, you don't think there is either. Okay. Uh, and, and John, I, I, I would... I, I vote yes to what Chris just said. John, John, do you agree that there are only six good Spider-Man films? Or do you think that there is another one that is worthy of a top seven? To be fair, mate, we, uh, you've got my top six. Okay. Okay. So... Um, <laughs> I mean, I... I think. Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, go ahead. That, 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 we might as. It's not so. No other movie is going to make it on. Um, but I'm going to say that one of my top five has not been mentioned. Right. So I have. Yeah. Um, so, Amita, did you? Oh, did you never have, mind. Uh, Amita. <laughs> yeah. Amita. Well, let's see. You have Top seven um, ones that I picked on my list. All the others being mentioned, except for, and the seventh one would have been Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Three. Um, only in the basis Ooh. that, like I said, I watched it again recently, and um, initially, I like I said, I didn't like it as much as the others. I wasn't, I felt it was too long. It had too many bad villains in it. It was just like, and then watching it again and getting because we're used to such a long length of um, film and stuff, I kind of like warmed to it. I liked. That he was going on a darker route. I like that he introduced um, the, uh, the Venom character into it as well. All these things that I think that it just made me because I watched the the um, No Way Home film made me look at that film back in, in fondness. That's probably why it's made the list. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm going to say, you know, you kind of look at it with different eyes. So I, okay. I that's why I'm putting it on number seven on the list. But okay. I might quickly get um, hit by you guys. It wouldn't have been. It's also me. sorry to interrupt. Well, seventh film hasn't <laughs> been nominated. <laughs> Go on. No, if you watch it, ever watch it in the last half hour, there's a bit where the there's breeze blocks falling from the sky, and there's one that bumps Kirsten Dunst in the head, and it's like blatantly sponge. <laughs> and so, if you if you ever go watch it again, watch out for that last hour. It's hilarious. But there you go. It's <laughs> all right. Well, uh, from the other three guys, I know that it's not hitting your top six. Um, so, but my, uh, my, my, which is going to be honourable mention now, because um, for me, The Amazing Spider-Man was in my top five. I think Andrew Garfield was played Spider-Man really well, and it showed it showed the character of Spider-Man. And I think it had the best, it has the best relationship of any two leads in there. I think the relationship between Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy is the best romantic relationship that Spider-Man has had on screen. Didn't they become an um, item after filming? They got Andrew married. Garfield I think they might well have done. Uh, they might well have they done, They got yeah. married. Um, yeah. And, uh... yeah. So I think uh, I think the Amazing Spider-Man is a really good, really well entertaining movie. Um, I think it shows the heart of New York. Um, I think that the end where all of the cranes turn, um, I think, is great. Um, I, 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 it, it was number five. I'm not, but um, I think it, it was. I think it is one of the top seven, and it was my number five only just. Um, 
I think so, I want to but... change my. <laughs> I scribbled it down well, just okay, now as a as a number seven, um, purely because okay. I think Andrew Garfield was a very good Spider-Man. He, he played it very similar to the comics, that kind of quick, kind of witted, um, sarcastic, kind of throwing out lines as he's kind of kicking somebody's ass. Yeah, he, he was a great Spider-Man, but the movie's not that great. Hmm. Um, but Amita, you, I, mean, I, I do agree Garfield. with you. Yeah, but the other thing I want to... I know we're talking about Andrew Garfield, and he did do a brilliant performance, but I've got to add that uh, Emma Stone stole a lot of the yeah. show in that film as well. She was... Yeah. Out of out of all the female versions of MJs, I think she... To me, I think she might even be better than Zendaya like, in, in, in the role that she's played, because she had more script, she had more lines, she had more involvement as her character's Gwen Stacy, I think she just even even in the second one, which is probably not favourite, she 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 played it really well. So vulnerable and you, you I think she made the Andrew Garfield character have more heart to it. So And Chris who who are we blaming that the movies that the amazing Spider Man movies aren't up to scratch? So I think because Andrew Garfield's good, Anna Stone's good. Is I it the script? I, I think the what you said Ollie is Sony, we've got to blame Sony for yeah. rushing out a film far too soon after Spider-Man 3 uh, in yeah. order to keep well, the rights. I reckon you've nailed it on the head there. Can I just say that having watched, it, having watched it yesterday, it ha it's a Kevin Feige produced film. It's the same producers, uh, Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal, who actually went on to do the uh, Tom Holland ones. When they came out, I, I actually enjoyed them. I mean, they, they were good. There's nothing they... wrong with them. It's just that they, they just brought out better ones. That's all. There's nothing. Yeah. I didn't think there's anything wrong with the Spider-Man films. They were just different. They were, I think if you're, rebooting, if you're rebooting a series, though, you have to do it better. Yeah. Or else don't, don't reboot it. Don't, don't do essentially what is a remake. But... But worse, don't do that. But, but <laughs> he, he, the thing was, he did it. They did it better than Spider-Man Three, I think, um, and they came back with wasn't just it, um, better movie. Wasn't it because um, wasn't it because um, Sam Raimi wanted more money and um, they they just said no, yeah, so they rebooted um, um, Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man Three um, got critically annihilated, and I think Sony and Sam Raimi didn't like the fact that uh, he was forced to put characters in his movie that he didn't want to put in his movie. Um, so I think... I think that was Venom, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. They, they forced him to put Venom in a movie that he didn't want to put Venom in. Because um, so Venom is the was, one thing that really sticks out in that film. He does, yeah, unfortunately. And I, I think that... Do you remember watching actor, this trailer for Spider-Man 3 thinking this is going to be the best movie I've ever seen in my life? Yeah. yeah. The, the one where he's upside down, looking at his reflection, where he's black and his reflection yeah. is red and yeah. Oh my that god! Was yeah. awesome. Best trailer ever. Yeah. Best trailer ever. Yeah. And then the it disappointment was, uh, that you felt in the cinema when you got emo Spider-Man, uh, like emo Tobey <laughs> Maguire, yeah. like dancing down the street. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! That, I'm, I'm disappointed about it uh, now. Maybe, still. <laughs> I, think I haven't got over it. I don't think I'll ever get over upset. that. <laughs> Um, I think Sam didn't like the fact that he was being forced to do things. So he uh, no. he cast an actor that was not... Is that him with Valley, was it? Uh, 
I think so, yeah. It was like, you got to put Venom in this movie. All right, well, we'll cast somebody who is completely not <laughs> the character. Yeah, it, did, it didn't make any sense for... for it was awful. Topher Grace played Eddie Brock, didn't he? Topher Grace played Eddie Brock. Topher Grace and, did, yeah. And he was can good. They, he was a good Eddie Brock. Half and just put Tom Hardy in that bit? Instead, <laughs> because yeah, so I, I, Venom I, movie... Eddie Brock is supposed to be a strong, hulking character, like, and, and Tom Hardy is the right stature for... Andy Brock and Venom. Yeah, it's just a shame those movies I mean, aren't like, very good. <laughs> I don't well, believe we, Tom Hardy is a journalist. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. You know, we but, we, uh, we work the... in a building full of journalists. None of them look like Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> no offence to any of them. But, <laughs> but again, like, we were talking the... about... Like... Sorry, carry on. Sorry, I was just thinking, uh, thinking go. about the Venom movie and uh, as well in, being in part of our list. And it's a, it's a bit of a shame because I saw them in the cinema and I actually, seeing them in the cinema, enjoyed them. But they're a bit like vanilla milkshake. They're like, yeah, I enjoyed them. They're done and move on. And it's it's unfair because they're like yeah. Tom Hardy did a good job with it. The new film with Carnage was a good one. And that's all I can say. They they were great. They were superhero movie. They just delivered. And the, but they weren't memorable. There was nothing nothing that stood out. Nothing that like yeah. you know like with the with the first Spider-Man Sam Raimi one, the, the upside down kiss is it's been brought back in other films. It's, it's, it's iconic little scenes in that there's nothing in the venom movie that's iconic that you'll bring back and go yeah i remember that scene. I, I, what the reason that the venom movies suffer is for, for me i don't really see the point if you haven't got spider-man in it i don't know there, there is actually it, no point. Maybe, maybe maybe we'll get our wish in the next spider-man film from sony did everyone see the end credits scene in yeah yeah no way home yeah yeah. So, uh, somebody explain to me. Um, so, at the end of um, Venom, there will be carnage. He gets sucked over, doesn't he? And then at the end well, of yeah. No Way Home, he gets sucked back. So he'd gone into which universe and then back, and then where's he left his right. club? Up? He went from he went from his universe into Tom Holland's universe, like everybody. And that's where else. he was in Mexico, it, was it? Yeah, and then because he, yeah. he was on he was on holiday in Mexico at the time, at the at the end of Let There Be Carnage, he was on holiday. He gets blasted over into Tom Holland's Spider Man's universe. He, he he's spending so much time trying to find out where he is that by the time everything's sorted out, he gets shot back to his own universe. But so, so basically, what they're saying right. is we've yeah we we've now got a bit of the symbiote left in the MCU. So that yes. won't necessarily, that's not going to be a Tom Hardy Venom. It will be some other. No, no. someone else. Whoever it I, attaches yeah. to. And, I, and if that is how they're going to do it, that, that I, I have serious, I have serious issues with that. Well, they've kind I, I of wiped the slip clean, haven't they? They've, because they've wiped everyone's memories. They can go in any direction. I, I wonder if that, that symbiote will attach itself to Tom Holland. That is my suggestion. And that is where venom in with a uh with a spider logo um actually comes back into play but that's all speculation we have absolutely no idea sony just wanted to uh mix their universes I it'll think. be good if um, it attaches itself to ned actually <laughs> and then becomes a bad best friend bad villain apparently ned, 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 ned apparently ned could possibly be <laughs> Ned in the comics does become the hobgoblin, just as an aside. So it, it, it really, which is oh. yeah, which is which is the throwaway line. There's lots of different hobgoblins, isn't there? 
Yeah, well, Harry so Osborn for one. Yeah, Ned is a hobgoblin in the comics, which is why in the line from No Way Home that he says, I'm not going to turn into an evil villain and come and hunt you down, because that is a reference to what his character does in the comics. So, um, yeah. Um, but I think even with that, we have a clear six. Um, there wasn't going to be a seven. So we've got to vote one of our top six off. Far from home. Okay. Um, a meter. What are you going to go with your least deserving? Uh, you're going to hate, don't hate me. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Okay. Um, John? Raimi one. Oh, heck. Um, I'm going to say... Uh... Far from home as well. Okay, uh, Ollie. Uh, far from home would be number six. Yeah. Um, and for me, um, I would have had the Amazing Spider-Man in there, but uh, but I would have gone far from home. Our top five mean that Spider-Man Far From Home are ejected from this list. So we have our top five Spider-Man movies, which are. Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man 2. Now, Amita has given me her vote for her number five in Spider-Man 2. Um, Chris, which is the fifth best Spider-Man film? Homecoming. Okay. And John? Spider-Man Homecoming is the more fun, so I'm actually going to say Spider-Man. Ollie. What is number five on your list? Homecoming. Okay. And for me, it's Spider-Man. So, Amita, oh, shit, you are outlying, your outlying <laughs> vote of Spider-Man 2 means that you have to choose the fifth best Spider-Man movie. Is it Spider-Man or is it Spider-Man Homecoming? Spider-Man. Spider-Man is our number five. <laughs> Um, Ollie and Chris, I have your vote. Amita, I have your vote. John, what is the fourth best Spider-Man movie? Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, it's going to be Homecoming. Okay. Um, for me, I'm going to be honest and put the vote in now. I would have voted for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, Homecoming is number four. I voted. Amita's voted. Chris, what is the third best Spider-Man movie? No Way Home. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> John, what yeah. is the best Spider-Man movie? How? If it helps, they each have one vote, John. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't help <laughs> at all. Um, I'm going to have to say Spider-Man 2. Oh, Spider-Man 2. Uh, Ollie, of the three films there, what is the fifth best Spider-Man movie? Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Chris? You have to choose, because you are on the outlying vote. Is it Spider-Man 2, or is it Into the Spider-Verse? It's never Spider-Man 2, it's got to be Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is number three on this week's list. So, we now have to vote for the best Spider-Man movie. Um, Chris, I know it's Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. John, is it No Way Home or is it Spider-Man 2? I'm sorry, I think I've, I think it's going to have to be Spider-Man 2. Okay. What? Ollie, <laughs> Ollie, what is the best Spider-Man movie? Is it 
No Way Home or is it Spider-Man 2? Actually, No Way Home. Okay. Uh, a meter. Is it Spider-Man 2 or is it No Way Home as the best Spider-Man movie? I'm going to go straight in and say um, it's Spider-Man No Way Home. Paul, you get to decide. Which I get to decide what is the best Spider-Man movie. I absolutely <laughs> love both of these movies. Um, I think Spider-Man No Way Home has been absolutely brilliant in bringing all these characters back. I think Spider-Man 2 is the best of the Raimi trilogy. But if I have to choose, I thought Homecoming was better than Spider-Man 2, Chris. And I thought that No Way Home was better than Homecoming. Everything. Spider-Man No Way Home is number one and it is for me the best Spider-Man movie ever. Vote of the moment! Vote of the moment! <laughs> you you watch that, these films back in five years you'll be like, oh yeah! All right. Are we going to have a rundown, Paul? It's all about now. We are it's all now. about now. Yeah! <laughs> number five on this week's list is Spider-Man. Number four is Spider-Man Homecoming. Number three is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number two is Spider-Man 2. And the number one Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't know Play if we can thing. do this live, but... Three, that's a magic number. It's the magic number. That makes me very happy, John. Well done. Yes, we can do <laughs> yes, this <only>. live. <laughs> can we do it again? Can we just do it for one more time? Let's do it one more time. <laughs> Three. That's a magic number. Three. It is. It's the magic number. Yay! That is it. That is it. Um, is, is this much, the first guys. time you've actually all agreed on the first films? Seriously. Well, we, uh, we kind of didn't agree on seven, but the first six nominations, yeah. I think, getting on the board. Yes, yeah, so everybody's top six apart, almost, isn't it? Problem falls. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've, yeah. and we've never not we've we've never not had a number seven as well before. No, yeah, what? yeah, we've always we've always once. That's the one we were all torn by. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, always have it's, we, John? it's always been tough. Yeah, I think the I think there's what. Uh, I, think, the, I, I think on. I think it was on one of the early we, ones. Uh, yeah, Tarantino. Yeah. We might not have. Um, oh, it, we it was there, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that is our definitive Spider-Man list. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Um, I hope that if if you have got to this point and you haven't seen No Way Home, I'm really sorry that we spoiled it for you. But um, hopefully, it's convinced you to go out and see it in the cinemas. Um, Catch us on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Five and Film Podcast. Um, listen to us on the go, um, Spotify and Apple Podcast or any podcasting app. And uh, watch us at home on YouTube. Um, thank you very much for everybody joining us. Chris, anything to sign off? With great power comes great responsibility. It does indeed. Um, John? We've got a lot coming up for you. In fact, we've planned for most of, most of the next few months um, to get the get lots out for you. But if you want to get in touch with us, 
uh, feel free. Um, let us know what you think. Give us more ideas for um, film ru uh, rundowns so that we can uh, carry on making these for you because they are enormous fun to do. Indeed. Ollie, thank you for hosting our last one and joining us on this one. Anything yep. to sign up? Star yeah, Star Wars was fun. Uh, the last podcast that we did, that was good fun to host. Um, I'm, I'm just really pleased that John cosplayed today as Zach Galifianakis between two ferns. So thank you for that, John. That amused me a lot. Yeah, you can tell I cosplayed because there's only one. <laughs> just out of shot. It's just on your single. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, cheers, Ollie. And Amita, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, I hope that thank was Thank you very much for having Anything me. To sign off. You're welcome. No, um, no, just to say thank you very much for having me and having me as the returning guest as well. The, it, it was really good and it was a great subject to do, Spider-Man as well, as being my, one of my favourites as well. So uh, thank you very much, guys. And you're, you're back for uh, Harry Potter next time, aren't you, Amita? Because you're a huge Harry Potter fan, yeah? I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I just um, make loads of suggestions and you pick one for me to do. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, so, we'll, um, all go to, we'll all go to Warner Brothers um, studio <laughs> together. That is awesome. That is awesome, by the way. Harry Potter is, is on our list for uh, a future rundown. Um, but our next episode, uh, for anybody who, who fancies it, um, we're going to be running down the top five video game to film adaptations. We're going to try and work out what are the top five <laughs> movies <laughs> that were before Sonic Two comes out <laughs> and uh, uh, turned into feature films. Um, going to coincide with the release of Uncharted. So um, I hope you join us for that one. And goodbye. All views expressed in this podcast that of the individual and do not represent the views of any entity whatsoever which they have been or will be affiliated with in the future.